1: and see you
2: Are edible water pods a thing now? I'm looking up what at the CBS Early Show and people running a race or taking in edible water pods. Anybody, anybody know anything about Never that? Never heard no? of it.
3: They like to take some sort of, like what's that, rice goo?
4: That, so it seems remember. there was a London Marathon. They replaced plastic water bottles that they kind of hand off to the, the marathoners yeah, throughout the race. A, that's a mess when you have those races. There's a gazillion cups get wasted. With edible seaweed water pods of some sort? I don't know. Let me. I'll do some more looking into okay.
2: this. But I can see that. I mean, you just slam that in your mouth and there's no cup to waste.
3: And suck the, uh, the, the pod into your windpipe and go down. Clutching at your throat, turning blue. <laughs> Perhaps.
2: Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the future of medicine, the Internet of Medicine. Yes, you're going to take pills that then report back to a computer somewhere.
3: Wow. How do you like that? I'm moving into the upper intestine, the upper intestine. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we were talking during the news about uh, free government, um, uh, child care, preschool, but it's, it's child care. And you know how, they're
2: portraying it as an education thing, but it's right. a childcare thing. It's a restructuring of society thing, and that people to eliminate poverty. That people are, don't uh, take care of their kids at all.
3: So don't we'll just get married do- till you're at least eighteen. Don't have a kid out of wedlock. Finish high school. There, you're not poor. I don't understand why that isn't being preached every single day, every single school, by every single politician. But no, instead they're going for big, giant, expensive government program. Anyway. Somebody
2: texted, uh, what about people that don't read to their kids, don't teach them the stuff they need to know? So, the you, government will do it. Yeah, exactly. So, we just decide that the government does that and take, mm-hmm. a, take a, another responsibility away from parents and hand it to the government. Oh, just yeah. assume that's the way we will structure society.
3: Ask a lot wow. of teachers these days. They're social workers, their mom, their dad. They're, they just because we've decided people don't have to raise their children, there's no social pressure to do so, so they don't. Anyway, uh, one of my uh, favorite characters from music history is uh, John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. His autobiography is fascinating. It's about growing up very, very poor. Speaking of poverty, as we were. Sores? In London. Uh, Sores, uh, sexual abuse. I mean, dirt poor, no food in the pantry. Irish immigrants in London in the, uh, I guess, the middle of the 20th century. Uh, but he lives in L.A. now, and he says, and he's got a wife. Um, he lives uh, near Venice Beach. If you're familiar with that area, but his uh, his home's been vandalized repeatedly, and his wife is struggling to cope with the surge of quote vagrants in the area. And I quote, they've moved in en masse. They're all young. They're like 24. Um. He said they're aggressive, and because there's an awful lot of them together, they're gangy. He admitted he was even forced to call the police after uh, these homeless uh, vagrants set up a camp in front of his residence. They came over the gate and put their tent inside, right in front of the front door. It's like the audacity. He says his wife, who, God bless her, is suffering from Alzheimer's, can't cope. He insists he's not part of some sort of establishment elite, and this is such a great example. This is like Berkeley, California. So many people in, uh, in Seattle or Portland who are thinking, you know, I bought the super compassionate stuff, but I'm watching it at work, and it's killing the city. Old uh, Johnny says, I'm not part of some establishment elite, um, but we just can't take it. No, I'm a bloke that's worked hard for his money and I expect to be able to use my own front door, he simply stated. Listen to the elitism of that. Busted his ass his entire life, finally has a house he likes, and he wants to be able to go in and out of it without fear. Oh my God, he's become part of the aristocracy. No, he's a normal human being. Well, it's like
2: the story in San Francisco where they're putting a big homeless shelter in the Embarcadero area where there's a lot of really nice houses and if maybe that's going to be... You know, a tipping point of some sort. That's going to happen in a lot of cities where uh, it encroaches on certain neighborhoods where people might think, okay, that's it.
3: All right, right. Well, you know, the argument's been made many, many times from uh, in conservative circles that those who are preaching that we need to have unlimited illegal immigration even, I mean, that we can't persecute these poor, hardworking people, they don't live in their neighborhoods they're not feeling it. They're not in their schools. They're not in their healthcare, in their hospitals. And the minute they start to have their you know, their in- existence encroached on, all of a sudden they start to see it from your point of view. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So I just somebody just sent
2: this article to me. Speaking of San Francisco, everybody's heard of Hate Street in San Francisco, famous Hate Ashbury Corner. That's hate speech. Uh, well, the actual apparently it is. So they just changed the the public school that was well, was uh called Hate, H A I G H T. I assume after somebody's name. Sure. Uh, to Love Elementary, they've changed the name. L O U G H E Love Elementary. <laughs> that has
3: made all the difference. Right. I mean,
2: it doesn't hurt anything.
3: Oh, by the by, uh, Johnny Rotten's autobiography is called No Irish, No Blacks, No Dogs. And it is really good.
2: Hmm. Seems insensitive given these these troubled times. You read a lot (laughs) of musicians'
3: autobiographies. (laughs) I do. I can't turn them down, especially people who I admire their intellect and they talk about the music I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, to be a dirt poor immigrant in London in 1950 was a rough existence. The violence, the almost daily violence of it and the poverty and the and people, kids were getting sodomized at a ridiculous rate back then. Christopher Hitchens writes about that in his autobiography, a non-musician. I actually read um, the amount of sexual abuse. You just you can't even believe it. And you got seven-year-olds who learn to be good with their fists because they have to. Yeah, that's terrible. It is. It's rough, man. But it's it's a perspective you ought to hear. So that you know when but you're, this
2: being soft that we're doing is clearly not working. Everybody's so anxious. Well, right. You and, have
3: to wait an extra ninety seconds for your latte, and you are angry. Or I'm
2: just thinking of the kids. So kids that grew up in those I don't want my kids to grow up with, that way. No, uh, with beatings <laughs> and their fear and sexual abuse and all that sort of stuff. But they weren't having anxiety at the at the rate that we're having it now. Uh, we just had a study out of UC Berkeley, um, uh, more kids needing more mental health help than ever before it's just exploding Mm -hmm. so this this softer kindler way is not getting us where we want to be in terms of happiness you'd like to think there's some middle ground that doesn't include fear beatings and molestation but i don't know life needs to be i don't know more challenging tougher something
3: like it gets too easy everybody gets all anxious and scared and weird easy times make for weak people it's just, it's known. The philosophers know it, Jack. The philosophers have spoken to us. If only we had ears to hear. I was talking to another
2: mom, um, uh, her kids, year are older than mine, but my son, had, I was going to the skateboard park, so I took um, Sam and his best friend to the skateboard park, and they brought up state testings coming up, and they're hmm. just kind of freaked out about it. And then uh, this mom I know, her kid's a fourth grader, and she said, yeah, he's like so nervous he's having, it's really starting to bother him physically. What are we doing well, to- Wait a minute. He got that from somewhere. Well, well right. And 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 uh and my kid and his friend weren't like they're no like sick or anything like that, but they were more concerned about it than I certainly was when I was in third grade. Wow, <laughs> I didn't care, oh. Um and uh, and and he shouldn't care. And I tried to make it very clear to him: don't care, Do don't your worry best, about it. But it's not a big deal. It is. It couldn't be less of a big I, deal.
4: I remember having teachers because a lot of their uh, whether or not they are considered good at their job right. is based off of these tests. Right, and right. I remember specifically that the teachers would make a bit. Hey, this is this is very important and they they would really try to emphasize hey, yeah that's r- clearly it really need you guys to try on, right this this isn't this isn't a pop quiz like this yeah. actually affects me like if you get a if you get a C on the spelling test that doesn't affect my job in any way You just got to work on your spelling <laughs> right yeah so
2: i don't know i don't know what's driving but we actually had a discussion with this mom are we doing this to our kids is society is a school i mean what what is going on here they should not be worried about this sort of stuff and then clear on through college where you know, the suicide rate and the people are needing various sorts of medications and counseling and everything. It's weird. Where's it coming from? Dang if I know. I cert- I'm certainly not putting any pressure on my son for standardized testing. I don't know where it's coming from, but maybe it's just in the society or the, the lack of other stressors. I, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Uh, change of gears. Smart medicine is making its way Uh, It's going to be the thing in the future. You take a pill and it reports back to your doctor. How do you like that? Stay tuned for the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation.
2: Listen, that is our topic.
3: Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, most uh, discussion of healthcare these days revolves around uh, angry discussions of the political. Meanwhile, the technology continues to leap forward in some pretty cool ways. And Christopher Rowland, a business reporter for The Washington Post, joins us to discuss uh, some of those technologies. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, Great. Our eye was caught by your piece in the WAPO. About the the smart pills and, and more. Tell I us don't like it. the idea of a pill spying on me, I'll tell
5: you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not uh, alone. I mean, there's a, a, quite a bit of concern about uh, what it means um, to have a digital pill. So where you take a medication and it has a, uh, a sensor inside of it. So it tastes, it's like a regular pill, but uh, it does emit a signal as it goes into your stomach and then... Uh, your caregivers can track that and make sure that you took your medication. Uh, What it's trying to do is solve uh, a big problem of people not being what's called compliant with their medications, that people aren't taking their medications. If people took their medications as they're supposed to, uh, the theory is that it would improve public health, and that's probably true. Uh, The question is here, um, what kind of, you know, sort of big brother aspects does this introduce Uh, And people can, uh, you know, monitor you digitally uh, taking your medicine. It raises uh, a number of privacy concerns uh, and also concerns about effectiveness, whether it would actually uh, work as intended.
3: Am I correct that one of the main areas of interest in this sort of thing, this $1,650 pill, is for uh, folks with schizophrenia?
5: Well, so that's so. Uh, so the first uh, drug uh, approved by the FDA in 2017 uh, to use this digital technology uh, is indeed a uh, antipsychotic medication called Abilify, um, and that is uh, primarily for people with uh, schizophrenia and um, also uh, bipolar disorder. And uh, so that is the first population that it's being um, introduced in, which. Uh, you know, you could see as a potential um, sort of public relations mistake uh, because these are people who have uh, significant um, issues with, uh, you know, paranoia and, uh, you know, difficulty taking their drugs. Um, but on the other hand, it uh, it is one of the populations where the, the need to have compliance uh, with medications is the greatest uh, because when people do take their medication and they have schizophrenia, um, their manic episodes are, are controlled much better. And when they go off their medications, uh, they can lapse into crisis uh, with, you know, potentially, you know, devastating consequences, including, um, you know, fatal outbursts and things like sure. that. So uh, you can see the need for it, but you can also see the, the, you know, the real potential downsides.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to picture this in the real world. My son's been on Abilify, but he's, you know, a kid in our house and we know whether he takes his pill or not. But if he was out on his own. Taking a billify, this would be an opportunity maybe for us or the doctors or whoever to know. But boy, but you do get into some weird areas though as soon as well, you're doing you do.
5: that. do. And I mean, so, you know, so it's about agency, right? Like, so what's that, um, individuals and, you know, your sons, I'm sorry to hear about your son, and that's, you know, definitely, you, so you understand this firsthand, um, uh, you know, what about their rights to self determination? And, you know, are they being, um, you know, are they doing this voluntarily, and so are they also able to, you know, manage all the different complicated aspects of the software and, you know, understand everything that's happening, um, and, uh, you know, are they being at, at coerced at all? So that it raises a lot, and then what happens to the data? So is the data kept in a very closed loop, or is it potentially, you know, um, you know, what are insurers doing with that data? You know, there's, um, you know, a lot of data that just goes out, and is, uh, it's difficult to control people's healthcare data now. So, um, you know, it raises a lot of questions about privacy.
3: Chris Rowland's a business reporter for the Washington Post. And so far, this technology is like uh, devastatingly expensive, too, right?
5: Well, it is. So you know, Abilify, and there's you know generic Abilify. Uh, you know, you can. It's uh, not an expensive uh, proposition any longer to be taking these antipsychotic drugs, um, and uh, this would uh, jack up the price to sixteen hundred and fifty dollars. Per month, which is you know very expensive. Um, a lot of health insurance companies are looking at this and say they raise a lot of concerns about this price, and it uh, seems quite expensive when you know the, the generic version of Abilify is, is cheap. So, um, and uh, but beyond that is whether it actually works. So you know uh, you know the insurers who have their their hand on the throttle of, of drug costs. Uh, are going to be looking to see if it actually works as intended. So, you know, so far it hasn't been proven that this will actually improve compliance, uh, that it will have somebody, you know, continue to take their drug uh it that remains unknown the fda approved it just based on the fact that the digital signal is emitted once it goes into your stomach yeah okay. so uh so the so the end goal still is unproven so that's 650 fifty dollar a month cost is prohibitive and is holding uh the marketplace back right now
3: christopher roland business reporter for the washington post chris uh great job good to talk to you thank you
5: all right thank you yep
3: you know there's so many things uh, that are so amazing in medicine these days but they're so expensive and then you know you find out it could really help you but I can't have it cuz there's no money for it that seems like an injustice oh yeah well this this
2: treatment that we're starting for my son today is insanely expensive and uh insurance thank goodness covered it um but if it didn't and it often doesn't for this very treatment that we're doing It's going to be somewhere around $60,000, probably. Great, Scott. I mean, so do you do a GoFundMe or second mortgage on your house or choose not to do
3: it? Loans from family members. Everybody, you know. Well, if you're desperate, you do what you have to do. Right, exactly. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, that's all got to get figured out. The idea of swallowing a pill that transmits something. You know, the records of your being prescribed it are already somewhere. I mean, if you're worried about being hacked or that information being
3: somewhere. Yeah, probably so.
6: What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got more stories of bravery and survival coming out of the synagogue shootings. Lindsey Graham full on defense of President Trump, and we got more on the measles outbreak. It is continuing to spread. Coming up, including the fact that maybe I should be getting a measles yes. shot. We'll
2: we'll booster, huh? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Who So we we're talking about uh, standardized testing. Is I think it starts in third grade, and my son's a third grader, so it's his first round with it. Um, got this text. Schools and teachers are causing the stress and anxiety. I can't wait for my kids to be done with school. I, I don't know what my son's teacher has said, but we got this text. My 8-year-old was in tears before state testing this week because his teacher told the kids if they didn't pass, they'd have to repeat third grade. Wow. And my son and his friend did say, yeah, if we don't do well enough, we have to take third grade over again. And I said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. I, so I the don't, schools. I, well, I, I don't know who told them that or if, you know, if that started on the playground. I don't right. have any idea if that's a teacher thing or if they all just told each other that, You know how it is with kids. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, somebody could have started that rumor on the playground and it would spread like wildfire. Well, I hope they're not telling them that because it's just I know for a fact it's not true. It's almost impossible to repeat a grade in the modern era. Right, I found that
3: out. Huh? It's obvious, though. Funding, you know, promotion, status, whatever, are tied to the the state. testing your standardized testing. So yeah, consciously and probably unconsciously, the teachers and administrators are pressuring the the kids. It's obvious.
2: There are no, uh, there are no big deals in third grade. There just aren't. You can't have a big deal
3: in third grade. Can you imagine I'm I'm picturing the whole rumor spreading thing on the playground. Can you imagine if every kid was mic'd up? <laughs> And you can either hear it or get a transcript of every conversation on a third-grade playground. That'd be How pretty, funny would that be? would be very entertaining. Yes, it would.
6: Uh, let's get the news now, Marcia Phillips. Uh, Saturday's synagogue shooting that left a woman dead and three other people injured could have been worse. That's according to the leader of the congregation, Rabbi Israel Goldstein, who got shot in the hand. He says the gunman ran out of the Habat of Poway after his rifle jammed. The rabbi recalls, though, the moment when he first saw the shooter.
3: Here is a young man standing with a rifle pointing
0: right at me. And I look at him. He had sunglasses on. I couldn't see his eyes. I couldn't see his soul.
6: After the gun jammed, the shooter ran, and uh, apparently a couple of the uh, people attending the synagogue tried to stop him. One guy tried to tackle him and missed. Another uh, off-duty border guard had a gun and took some shots at him, hit his car, but did not hit him. He later surrendered. The shooter later surrendered. How did this scumbag's gun jam?
2: Thank God it did. But, God, the chances of that happening are so slim.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure that's been 100% confirmed, but... In either way. Yeah. Well, thank God it did.
6: One of those wounded, 8-year-old Noya Dahan, telling CBS News she hid by herself as the gunman opened fire.
1: I knew that something's
5: wrong wasn't adding up to me because I heard loud sounds. I also got
1: shot from the shrapnel, no,
5: Yeah, the sh- Yeah,
4: shrapnel, a yeah. word you should not know.
1: Yeah.
6: Noya sounding very together when she was asked. You're way too young to be worrying
4: about this kind of hate.
5: You don't have to go through it any, any age, any time, because you're supposed to, like, live life, not supposed to live hate.
4: Are you going to be afraid to go back to the synagogue?
5: I'm probably going to be afraid, but I'm still going to go. I'm probably just going to watch out for anything.
4: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Senator, you're way-, you're way too young to worry about any of this. Are you going to be afraid to go back yeah. there, little child? Good
2: point, yeah. Sean. Yep. God, that's Good disgusting. point.
4: Yeah. Good point.
2: You know what? I, I, was, I was focused on the little girl and her, and just the way the, kid, the kids take in information and the way the world looks to them, but don't be trying to exploit a kid for this story, all right? Just don't.
6: Senator Lindsey Graham doesn't care if President Trump ordered special counsel Robert Mueller to be fired, doesn't care at all.
5: It's just all theater. It doesn't matter. I don't care what he said to Don McGahn. It's what he did.
6: On CBS Face the Nation, Lindsey said, again, it doesn't matter what they talked about because in the end, nothing happened.
5: I think the idea that this president obstructed justice is absurd. He turned over a million documents to the special counsel. Almost everybody around him testified. I can't think of one thing that President Trump did to stop Mueller from doing his job. He never claimed executive privilege. From my point of view, uh, I've heard all I need to really know. Now I want to look at and find out how all this happened.
6: Graham is saying as the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee, he's done with impeachment. Going on
5: to add? To my Democratic friends, if you agree with the 1999 statement I made, you think this office needs to be cleansed, impeaching it's up to you if you think Donald Trump deserves to be impeached then impeach him I don't
6: in other news the number of measles cases in the U.S. has reached another record today the CDC said the cases are at a 25-year high 704 being reported in 22 states experts warning anti-vaccine disinformation and religious traditions are helping to fuel the increase and now the CDC is saying some adults vaccinated for measles may need a new dose. I was wondering that. I was wondering, does my measles shot
2: from all those years ago still work? Well, apparently it might not.
6: Well, uh, Centers for Disease Control breaks it down this way. People vaccinated in the U.S. since 1989 most likely got two doses of the measles, mumps, and rubella MMR shots which is considered the standard for protection. But anybody vaccinated between 1963 and 1989 would likely have only gotten one dose, and many of those in that group, that earlier group, got an inactivated version of the virus, both of which are less effective.
2: You know who's angry, Marshall? Who's angry? Marsha Brady from the Brady Bunch. There's an episode from 50 years ago. It was 1969. In which the Brady kids got the measles, and she says on the TV show, "If you have to get sick, you sure can't beat the measles!" Ha 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 And some weirdos are using that clip to make the argument that you don't need to get your shots or something. Oh boy! And Marsha Brady, m- m- whatever her name, real name is, Marine McCall doesn't matter. It tr- doesn't matter. Is trying to uh, get them to stop.
4: And get the word out that the measles are a big deal, despite what I said in a sitcom 50 years ago. Hi, I'm an actress that you don't remember. Don't get your medical advice from 50-year-old TV shows. Uh, You know, that's a good point. I I had been kind of relying on them. Uh, I get my history from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, Otis the Drunk says you should just drink it away.
6: uh, I get my law enforcement from Andy Griffith.
4: I got my eyes checked after watching Leave it to Beaver.
6: (laughs) One last note, Burger King is looking to distribute its plant-based Impossible Whopper nationwide within the next few months. Yes, I'm going to try one. The fast food chain recently tested out the Whopper in the St. Louis area, and they said the results were very encouraging.
2: We had burgers on the grill last night, and Sam said, is this one of those mystery meat things you're trying to fool us? (laughs) Yeah. I I said we're going to do it sometime and not tell you. Right. See if I can pull it off. I, I
6: like
3: that he's got his head on
2: a
4: swivel, yeah. though. Right. Like, is it? Hey, Dad! Right. Is on this guard. that time?
3: On guard, Sam. On guard.
6: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
2: God dang, I had some hot dogs on the grill last oh. night.
4: Ooh, what's, what's better than that? The kid blind taste test is actually like the perfect way yeah. to try to figure yep. that out. It is. Because they'll let you know. Yeah, and if I told them ahead of
2: time and they'd decide they hated it. Yeah. So. Sure, sure. You know how kids are.
4: The
3: dog, the humble dog, is delicious any way you eat it. But you throw it on the grill, it's just its another oh. level.
0: Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I need
2: four of them right now if they're in front of me. <laughs>
3: yes, please. <laughs> so the West Coast bum explosion we've been talking about has also resulted in a needle explosion. Nice. A pleasant aspect of it. We'll see if we can squeeze in that, chat. It's a... Astonishing the numbers. Coming
2: up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show.
2: We're getting texts about standardized tests. As my kid's taking his first one in third grade and is nervous about it, and so are his friends. Uh, standardized test scores do not have any effect, good or bad, on the teachers in my district anyway. None. Okay? That must not be the same way ever, everywhere because we got this text. My wife is a teacher. Her students' test scores are part of her performance review. With all the mismanagement budget cuts, it might determine if she gets a pink slip or not. How well are students do on that standardized test? Wow. Well, you would want to try to make your kids at least take it seriously. Maybe the only way you get their attention is to make it seem like life or death. And we got this text: you can opt out of standardized testing. It's a law. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, your kid's going to have to repeat third grade. What do you do? Do you claim that your, your religion doesn't allow your kid to take standardized tests? I don't do you-
3: want to. Leave me alone. <laughs> We're going to go to the zoo. <laughs> So I'm going to hit you with some numbers. It's needle cases, needles being reported to the authorities. Hey, we've got hypodermic needles here in the park, okay, in the city of San Francisco. You have to bear in mind, as I hit you with uh, some of these numbers, that there's an awareness that there's a, a serious needle problem, same in Seattle, same in Portland, increasingly in in Sacramento, in San Diego. Um they've been trying very hard to reduce it, okay? Keep that in mind as I read you these numbers. I'm going to go from 2011 to 2018, the number of needle cases reported per year. 287, 442, 736 1922 That was a leap 2963 4167 6200 and last year well uh, yeah last year 9520 needle reports Okay
2: what was that first number and what
3: year was 287 that? in 2011 Which is not seven years prior to the. Which is not the fifties. No, (laughs) 2011 is not a completely different world. Well, times were different then. From 287 to 9,520, it's a dang near 10,000. It is complex. It is somewhat complex. The homeless issue, but one subsection of it that I think people get is young junkies. Who go to a city because it's known you can use and not have any problems there. So the junkies flock to Seattle and Portland and San Francisco. And you have thousands and thousands of, of these young people destroying themselves and wasting their lives with impunity. Being afraid of getting busted was why a lot of my friends didn't do drugs or did them less than they did, than they would have. You build these utopias for junkies, what do you get? God, there's a McDonald's. 9,500 needles reported. And that's just what's reported. And again, keeping in mind, they're trying as hard as they can now to reduce that, and yet it's exploding year after year.
2: There's a McDonald's on my drive home that is my go to McDonald's if I ever have the McDonald's craving. But it's, um, I used to go in now and then because it was a nice. Uh place to stop and pee on my drive home and get myself a burger. But uh I stopped going in because of all the, the homeless crowd there. Really? And I started using the drive-through and now the drive-through it's just and I and it's just it's just the parking lot is overrun with homeless people.
4: And wow. everywhere
2: around there, it's near an underpass and the freeway and stuff like that. And um And I thought I can't imagine being the owner of that business. Somebody invested in that business. Somebody decided to put a McDonald's there. And I don't know what it costs to open a
3: McDonald's, a million dollars. I don't know what it costs.
2: It would be a lot,
3: though. Mm -hmm. And you're dealing
2: with
0: that.
3: Yeah. Bums and junkies. I say revive. Use those words. Bums and junkies. That person who had a medical bill and and lost their house and is living quietly in an RV or a truck or something like that. We talked about this last week. I think it was. Um, You don't see those people. They're not ooching around the McDonald's making trouble and shooting up. Those are good, honest people who've fallen on hard times, and I am more than happy to have programs that help those folks out. I'm talking about bums and junkies.
2: the the the, the sidewalks underneath the overpass there where the McDonald's is just strewn with human bodies and sleeping bags and oh. grocery carts and stuff there. And then they go over to the McDonald's to after you've begged enough change, you get something to drink or use the bathroom or just get out of the weather and hang out there. But God, how how do you run a business? Wow. Well. And how are you supposed and and you know, with the, the various laws and, and uh and public relations fiascos we've had with the Starbucks kicking those people out and everything like that? I was
3: just thinking the same thing. Yeah, what if you kick a bunch of bums out and one claims it's over race or gender or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you're doomed. You don't want to be doomed.
2: God, that's something. That's something. It just didn't exist like this years ago.
3: You know, uh Sometimes I gas up at this uh, one of those gas stations that's also a McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I stand there smelling the McDonald's food, and I say, "No way, you're not getting me. Wow. You are not Good getting me." I'm at least
2: once a week, couple cheeseburgers, no onions. I just
3: can't. I'm I can't. The slope of me and, and and weight is a slippery one. That's indeed. That's not the worst thing. It's I like eat every week. whale snot and Crisco and WD forty <laughs> all combined into an unholy substance, and it utterly coats the hillside. <laughs> if if I let down my guard, oh please, Goodyear year blimp. Now my problem is the the baked goods. Mm. Yeah, baked goods are what do me. Oof. Just can't even have them in the house.
2: You know, I, that'd be my vote. I'm,
3: I'm I'm saying it for me. That'd I'm be I'm just my talking vote. to me, for me and mine.
2: Because I, I can go home without stopping to get a cinnamon roll, and then I sur- sure as hell would never go to the grocery store and buy any. Mm. I'd never leave my house to get some, but if there's a whole pan full of them fresh made from the grocery store, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick my face
3: in there. Oh, boy. Just start gnawing. With a cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> please. The bitters, the sweet coming together. <laughs> kind of like my disposition. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, boy. So, uh, listen, has the Joe Biden
2: skinny dipping thing uh, reared its ugly uh, arse yet? It has not. It's a story that has bounced around a few times over the years. Yeah. That
3: what? Yeah. Well, Joe Biden used to skinny dip in front of his staff. He hasn't
6: skinny
4: dipped? You never skinny dipped in, no, in, in your life.
6: His staff.
4: Oh, yeah, that's a twist. What's the point of having a staff if you can't skinny dip in front right, of them?
6: Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, where is? So I remember hearing that. This, this story has bounced around nudists, before. Nudists
2: are,
3: are pleased that a guy who does that is. <laughs> but I'm surprised this hasn't come back up. Yeah, agents say that whether at the vice president's residence or at his home in Delaware, Biden has a habit of swimming in his pool nude. Female Secret Service agents find that offensive.
2: Oh, secrets! Interesting. And they yeah. had no choice but to be there, probably.
3: Right? Can't look away. You're protecting the man. Yeesh. Look away. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty.
0: Never before
3: have so few done so little for no one in particular. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: So did did he need to swim naked that badly? He just can't stand to swim in trunks? Or is that a. It's a little Charlie Rose Is it a isn't it? power move or a sex move? I don't know. I'm going to swim naked in front of you. You got to put up with it. And the not more say we anything. talk
3: about this, the more I have to picture a naked Joe Biden. Here's your, Can we just let <laughs> it go? Here's your host for final thoughts, Thank Joe Getty. Thank you. Let's move on. Final thoughts from everybody, Marshall Phillips.
6: I got to tell you, thanks to all this discussion about hot dogs, McDonald's, French fries, and the like, I have yes. got the ferocious munchies working a- right and now. And
3: you're high. You're super high. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh huh. A couple of bongs every morning. That's how he starts off. Hey, positive Sean. Your final thought?
4: Uh, yes, I did a uh, a standalone solo podcast with with just me, your good friend, Positive Sean, where I rank my top five favorite <laughs> movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's available the same place so you can find your regular Armstrong and Getty podcast. Cool. Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, today we talked about some third
6: graders uh, making a rumor about having to repeat the third grade. They also discussed these rumors. There was a moon landing that was faked. Trump colluded with Russia, and Stevie Wonder can actually see
3: Oh uh, one of those is actually true. Oh, boy. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? I don't
2: get the Joe Bidens of the world who who do that sort of maneuver. The last thing I want to do is have women, not my wife, see me naked. Just, I mean, I would go to great lengths to make sure that didn't happen. Oh, boy. Let alone strut around in
3: front of, hey, take a look at this. It's like your uh, hand in poker. Keep all that stuff hid until you have to show it. <laughs> That's my tip for you. Uh, my final thought is I prevented my dog from eating a frog over the weekend, and my daughters are very pleased with me that I did, but I think I may have interfered with nature.
2: Yes, probably. Mm. Circle of life, food chain, etc. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
4: This is... Uh
6: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
3: Thank you, and good night.
0: (laughs) The show's over. Bye-bye.
3: Joe made the (laughs) announcement on his uh, social media platform, Western Union. Armstrong and Getty.
1: and
0: information.